Welcome to Hellas Footy, episode 25. I'm your host, George. Let's get started. Steve, how are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good, thank you, Yorgo. You know, good win on the weekend. Cyprus got a win as well last week, so I'm, I'm, I'm fairly, fairly pleased. Beautiful, beautiful. Michael? Well, today we find out if it's Project Kotar or Project Mykonos. <laughs> well, could be both. Uh, Anthony? In a kind George, it's 2 a.m. over here, but Panathinaikos got the win, so... Did, I'm excited did, to be. Did here. you sleep beforehand, or have you been up all night? Nah, I've been up. You've been up since oh, seven. Beautiful, <laughs> Nico. And Donny's a trooper. He um, is, eh? Yeah, no, nah, a uh, bit of sweet. Like the ethnic stuff's gonna have a shadow. The good Bartholomew was win. Yeah. Oh, well, we'll see if we can get some balanced conversation out of that one, Greg. Commiseration. Ah, uh, I'm doing all right personally, sporting wise. I'm just it's one terrible, yeah. terrible week. You can't uh, catch a break. Nah. Nah. No way. And uh, we've got a big uh, Olympiacos fan, Apostolos. Anti <laughs> Olympiacos. <laughs> no, no, no. Apostolos is on. Um, he's a massive Panathinaikos fan, a math- massive ethnic um, or mother fan. And he's the guy, one of the guys that looks at all the youth development coming through Greece. Apo, how are you, man? What's going on, guys? Yeah, I'm good. That's, uh... that's good. It's 4 a.m. for you, eh, in uh, Chicago? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Man. Poor guy. All right. Well, let's get this. Uh, we'll get things started Sorry. here. All right. Um, ethnic your mother. One, one. We don't know what to go on. It's been talked about ad nauseum. Greg, we'll start with you, mate. How did you see this? What did you see? Let's start, finish. I uh, guess what I saw, I mean, it's it's been broken down a fair bit, but I guess what I saw was, um, unfortunately, we keep talking about uh, JVS learning from his, his mistakes and he's simply not learning from his mistakes. He he wants to start Bacasetas, who's uh, absolutely killing our attack. We saw, uh, we saw no attack against Spain and we saw a completely lackluster attack against Spain. Uh, sorry, against Georgia. And it's um, we've kind of seen each game get a little bit, in my opinion, I've seen every the last few JVS games, each game's kind of gone. Uh, we're sort of going back to that terrible looking ethnic E and the Georgia game uh, continued that trend where we had very little potent attack. Uh, we saw a very slow transition into attack. Um, the Bacasetas position in the middle there with uh, the Zeka and Bukalakis midfield uh, really struggled to get any transition going. Um, I was surprised with Jolis. He played right wing and I know he normally plays left wing, but I still expected him. I mean, when you play in the in a wing position, whether you go on the left or the right, you shouldn't right, make that we'll, much of a difference. We'll, we'll, we'll move across to that in a sec as well. Yeah. We'll just get Apostolos' thoughts. What do you think of the match, man? Yeah, there, there are so many things wrong with that. Uh, well, we'll, so, and well, and we'll first stick with the wrong thing. So, what did you think? Like lineup was after the after the 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 draw with Spain, whether whatever you want to call the draw, a lucky draw or, unlu- or unlucky draw for Spain. The win in the friendly match um, with the different lineups going into that match. How did what did you think? What did you expect to see, and what didn't you see? So the, the lineup in itself, I mean, a lot of us could see. Like, obviously, Jolie's playing on the right. He's not used to that position, but I thought he could have done that anyways. And the crazy part for me was was that he took him out at halftime when he was one of the few people that was getting in positions. I mean, yeah, he missed a few chances and, and whatnot, but still he's one of the few people that would get in positions and he still took him out. Zekan yeah. um, Buhalakis, I mean, he really didn't have many options and he, he, I guess he played them, but at the same time, they've never really good at, at passing the ball and breaking it 
you know, and creating something. And there were, there were a couple of times where even Zeka got in positions against Spain and he didn't even shoot. So, you know, when he got close to goal and it just makes you wonder why he kept sticking with him. But Baca said this too, but Baca said this, even Skiba played all the time. So, I mean, you kind of expect them <laughs> to be in a lineup for some reason. I mean, I don't know why, but they keep picking them. But, but my biggest problem with, with Van Schitt mostly is I, I've been supporting him and saying like, I thought he had a good plan, but, but, but he was always talking about playing like creative football and getting Greece to play at least with the ball a little bit more. And, That's it. Like, and it sounds like with the Georgia game, that was his opportunity to, to at least – for the team to play a little better. And they, it seems like they went backwards. Well, and they... that's, yeah, and that was the thing. And we'll, we'll go to Michael there. Um, I mean, you're looking at that lineup straight away, Michael. How do you see things? Like, what what do you think Van Chip was thinking when, when he put that lineup together? I, I, my, yeah. first, my, my first thoughts, I, was, I had no problem with the lineup, yeah. but like a couple of selections. I was with Nick when the lineup was released. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was going to say. We were talking. We both loved it. You loved it. Yeah, because so yeah, I thought this lineup is going to get us a win. You know, despite Bacasetas is the number 10 role. Like it doesn't matter. We can, but, but, yeah, there we were so, but there were so many problems with that lineup and it held us back, and especially in the attack. Zoli's just looked uncomfortable out there in the right wing. Just getting bullied by that left back of theirs. It was... And there was no link up play with the with the right back with Bakakis. Mm. And then compared to the left side, yeah. Fortunis again just pulling the strings. I think he was pulling the strings of this team. He kept on drifting to the towards the middle, doing the work for Bakaseta, so it was invisible. And that that was um that that was our trouble there. Yeah, yeah. Antoni, you're nodding um, you're nodding away there, man. Like, as in with agreement with uh, Michael. Yeah, I mean, the, exactly. When I first saw the lineup, I thought that was a good, you know, on paper it seemed pretty good. But once the game was going on, like Michael was saying, the the right flank, it was just, there were so many problems. As, as we saw after when Bakakis came off injured and Mavrias came on, I mean, it just made things even more worse. Um, overall, in my opinion, shocking result. I'll, you guys saw I went on a whole rant after I was so pissed off. Um, uh, I don't know. We're gonna, I think this is a result we're going to regret. But, but we'll go back to Apo. Like, did you look at that lineup and think, Apostle, did you look at that lineup and think, yep, I, I like it? Yeah, the, so the two main questions I have, just think, just thinking about it, is Pavlidis, if you see even a, a villain, he, he plays as a second, he plays on the wing. He doesn't even play at striker yeah, he, anymore. Yeah, that's right. So it seemed crazy that even in the friendly against Honduras, when he looks so much better playing off of Yakumaki, that he would try him again at striker, even though probably this has started at striker now. And, and I like him as a player, but he started at striker for Greece now for like six, seven games, and he's only scored one time. And it seemed crazy to stick with him when Yakumaki is scoring so much. And, and you we'll can tell Yakumakis is more comfortable leading the line, and it just didn't make sense. And 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 then in midfield, what's worse is Siopis definitely looked like the one that was the most ready to play in the games, and he didn't play at all until the last five minutes. And that's and I'll go to Nickel for this one. Like you look at that, and you said you actually liked that lineup, but yeah, I did pre-game. Look, like you, you and Michael said before, Bakasetas, we've come to accept it. Sadly, you accept that you move on. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. There's no use for him. Like, the guy is a shocking footballer, but, yeah, it is what it is. But, but uh, he must have some – look, because Van Schip talks about all this technical ability. And, we'll, sorry, before we go to Steve, we'll go to Greg here. Um, you've seen him play probably – you kept a close eye on him more than anyone, um, being one of the guys in your team there. But the, has he got this technical ability that something like a Dutch coach loves? Like, what's he got? He's got – we say he's, he's main, got, we say he's got nudes of someone, but like, <laughs> but what's he got? So uh, look, his main thing, his main weapon is his shot. He's never been uh, technically fantastic. He's never been a runner. Um, <clears throat> I think Apple might have said it in the Twitter group. Um, we could have got one of us could have gone on and played his role. I mean, watching him play against Georgia, and I was studying him quite closely. Um, he grabbing the ball, passing it sideways, passing it backwards. I can do that. Um, he, yeah. he's, he's, when he's at his best is when he's playing in a really functional team that's playing good attacking football and he's playing behind the striker. He's not really uh, being the maestro and creating too much. Uh, at AIC, we even had him on the wing and that was uh, it, we had limited success with him there. Um, it just boggles the mind that JVS cannot see what, how much is asserting us. Uh, there's, there's no... It's, it's, it's just... I really don't know what JVS is saying. He obviously saw him towards the end what was happening finally took him off but what happens is his next step JVS's next step with Bacasetas is going to be huge yeah it, it wasn't just him though so many of them and it wasn't poor. just him no that's right the whole but we lost that cool. you know what was frustrating Georgia actually were the ones that dominated the general play well they grew a leg they looked here. more likely <laughs> they looked more likely to score <clears throat> and that was the thing yeah possible like, that was the most frustrating thing yeah it's I was going like to previous games when has Becca said this ever played well for Greece? The one game he played in Never. Australia. <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, <laughs> he's, he's only scored one, two goals, both from the spot. Penalties. Yeah. I, my theory is JVS has based a lot of what he does on those first few games. Uh, you know, that time when we started playing some really sexy and amazing football, we were creating a lot of chances. And admittedly, Becca said this played quite well then. But when that happened, he had Limnios on fire, running up and down that wing yeah. uh, like a machine. And that, that was working quite well. But when you drop that and then you got a Fortuny's playing on the wing, uh, then you lose that, that, that wing presence. Um, and you've got Ezeka and Abukalakis who are technically not great. You know, no. that's partly why yeah. Georgia really Questions. dominated us. They that's get right. the ball. They take some time to control the ball and pass it, believe it or not. It's, it's true. Um, and then they see that and they were press, pressing them straight away. We couldn't get the ball out of our half, uh, uh, which is why that was happening. Then you have Shopis, who you saw, and surprisingly to me, when he got the ball, he would transition really quickly. He would head up straight away, looking to pass, he and had, we really missed that. He had some movement in him, Shopis, and this is what I, and I'll go to. He, I'll he go came to, on so late. It, can't, it made no sense. It, he's, I said in my blog, if you guys saw, that his card was marked the minute he played the full game in the friendly. I'm thinking that's it. It makes no sense. And and Yakumakis, what, 25, 26 yeah. goals in a decent league in the Dutch league, and it can't get you a starting spot. Yeah, and this is what I'm what and this is what I'll go to I'll go to Apple because he's he's chomping at the bit here. Does Yakumakis not have the technical ability that JVS is looking at, hence why he's not starting? I think he just doesn't. Well, well, so I was thinking, because Becca said this, I think we've all tried to figure out why he's in the team. And the only thing I could figure out is that he wins a lot of fouls and he helps us, like, get the ball back sometimes that way. And that he's supposed to be good at set pieces, but I've never 
never seen him take a good set piece in Forgery. So I don't, I don't know. It's really Fortuna is buries him in set pieces, man. Like, yeah, but course. that's why that's why I was questioning. Yeah. Why was Baka set us on corner kick duties? That's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. What was that about, Steve? Now. We'll go to you with the Olympiacos players, uh, Fortunis, and um, and what did you think of Timikas not getting a run? Um, I'm not surprised. I think Timikas, after the Spain game, warranted starting, especially as um, Yanulis was coming back from an injury. Um, but at the end of the day, JVS, with his favourites, prefers um, to play Yanulis. And, you know, up until... His injury, I would have said Janulis should start because he's the one who's playing consistent football for his club. He's in good form. Um, and it's good. And I love Zimigas. You know, he's such a talented player. He should probably be getting more game time at Liverpool. But, you know, I, I, before the injury, I would have said, to, if you'd asked me who I think should start based on their form for their club, I would say Janulis. But, yeah, 100%. You, you, you would yeah, always yeah. say, you would always go, Janulis needs to start. I had no issue with Yanuli starting in this match, to be honest, either. Um, my issue was is when Bakakis went down, uh, Tsimikas didn't even get a look in, but he's happy to play other guys out of position. Um, but he's not happy to put him, uh, you know, someone with such energy going up and well, down the wing. It's not just that. He's not happy to bring... Andrutsos on, who has a lot more energy than Mavrias on and has on been playing and side. has been you playing. Know, neither of them are, are natural right backs, but we've but Andrutsos over the course of the season has not only proved that he's played consistently enough for Olympiakos yeah. to warrant being called up for the Ethnogi. He's born, he's shown that he can play competently in that spot, whether it yeah. be more advanced in a in a wing back role or as a proper right back. Yeah, I feel like he brings a lot more to that Ethnogi team than. Um, than uh, Mavrias does. Yeah. Honest. All right. Um, especially yes. as Mavrias hasn't played for his club for a very long well, time. Well, I think they said November last year was the last time he played, yeah. um, which which right. adds, which adds which just opens up another can of worms and it's just yeah, exactly. uh, uh, so much conjecture there. I was um, going to say, has Mavrias ever played at right back other than in the, in the, in the Cyprus League? I don't think so. I think he I'm played, thinking. I think when he went to Scotland for uh, Hibernians, he had one game as a right back and that, like his debut game. That was it. That was I, like, wow. I, because I just remember all the fans came out and go, wow, a ball playing right back. We've got this mad magician in our team. And I think he played like three or four games and then they figured him out. So I don't know. I don't Wait, know. Look, from here. He's not that. He's not the fault. And I said this in my blog. The players aren't at fault here. The players obviously get chosen. They they do whatever the coach asks for them. Maybe they kiss a lot of ass to get there, but hey, look, whatever gets them in there. Where to from here? And let's go, Nickel. Where to from here? Oh, I, I really don't know because what, what we were saying, I said it last week, like <laughs> we can't we can't afford anything less than a win because there, there goes all the good work in Spain. It's gone. And now the reality is it's gone. So well, we would have factored in. We, we, we Look, realistically, we would have had a loss against Spain. And a win against Georgia, that's three points. We're on two points at the moment, so we're minus one yeah. compared to where we've been. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I was doing the like the tweeting uh, on the account uh, yeah. during and just after the game, and I said, if we can't beat Georgia, do we really even deserve to make the World Cup? Well, I mean, look, one, one game's not going to dictate um, whether we succeed or fail in the qualification or to, to go to the World Cup. Um, Kosovo will, will fancy the chances against us. Kosovo will fancy yeah. the chances, yeah. Now, Greg, um, where to from here, man? Where to is to the friendlies that are um, in a few months yeah. and to see what JVS does. And, now, and the thing is, 
he does generally do better in friendlies than he done his, yes. does in the main games. This is what I was going to say. He chances, so, he, he yeah. chances his arm. He actually plays formations and, and, and the team plays so differently in friendlies. Yeah. So, so, you know, I, back to team selections, you know, cut out the Mavrias and start playing players uh, that have got potential, uh, that, that have been playing uh, with their clubs. Kotsiras uh, at right back, for example. Uh, you, you know, you need to do something in the midfield. You need to change it up a little bit. Uh, I'm sure he's, he, he must have seen that Shop is, is a huge asset for us. Uh, he can run all day long. Well, at the, very least, ever... the, at the very least, he deserved an opportunity in the game that he didn't get. In Georgia, 100%. um, Stephen, yeah, just to jump on what Abo said earlier, like, what is the point in trying different things out in friendlies to then not use them at all in a competitive fixture? The whole point of these friendlies is to look at different strategies and to play players in different positions or with each other so that you can get a gauge on what your strengths are. Yeah, yeah, That's pre- the whole point of friendlies. So, if we're going to win against Honduras by playing Yagumakis and playing Bablidis up front together, what's the point in? then dropping that completely against a, a Georgia side that you could arguably play that same system in that worked against, you know, quote-unquote weaker opposition previously. Yeah, I don't see the point. You're preaching to the converted, mate. Uh, yeah. This is why Italy never win friendlies. Italy never win friendlies because they actually prioritise their competitive fixtures over their friendly matches. Yeah, yeah, Antonio. Yeah, yeah you know, it's like we, we play in the friendlies like Greg was saying. He actually goes with the brand of football that he says we were supposedly supposed to play. And then when it comes to the actual competitive matches to get points, he decides to play. We play like chickens. I mean, against with all due respect to Georgia, I mean, we really should have gone out and tried to won that game, but we play so disorganized and, and dysfunctional at times in these competitive matches. And they're, so they're ranked 98th in the world. They, they're, they're a minnow. I don't care what anyone says, but they, they yeah, they're 98th in the world and, and they're, they're on a bit of a tear now, but, but they still lost. They had two competitive matches and I'll go to the apostles. Now they had two competitive matches, two world cup matches. So they were playing their third competitive match against us. We had, we had a, a friendly with a different lineup. Um, I don't know, Apostle. Where, where do we go from here, man? I think it's clear by now he's going to stick to the players that he trusts. Like, like I said, the Sedlimnios, no matter what, they're going to play. And 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 I think, you know, it's, I think mostly it's because they're they're better defensively than the other guys. But that's not going to cut it like against teams that we we have to beat. But I think uh, what was I going to say is basically they need they need to change a lot. And I did find it interesting that he was talking about missing players and everybody just assumed it was Socrates and Manolas, but I don't think he was talking about them. I think he was talking about Galanopoulos and Corbellis because that was his midfield for the games that we were actually playing well in. And they were both out injured and that's no excuse, obviously. And Siopis should have played and you could have had Basiliadis or there are other midfielders that were decent. That he just doesn't seem to trust. Well, and- Goodbellis is, you know, that as soon as Goodbellis is fit, he's back in. Bukalaki's like it's, he's yeah. another one of the favorites now. But he, but in a, he's an actual properly in that position. Greg. Oh, I just wanted to say we, uh, we were talking about how we were going to have the advantage over Georgia in terms of um, energy and physicality because they played three games before us. And how wrong we were! They they came out with way more energy than us and, and dominated play and running. So that was uh, that, that was, was that was disappointing on top of the performance that it was. But to see the Georgians doing so much more running and and passing combinations compared to us, 
that was devastating. Did anyone, Michael, you're always on top of this kind of stuff. Was the Georgian lineups pretty similar in the three matches that they played? Uh, it was pretty much it was pretty much the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. And they and they, they went in with a game plan. Yeah. yeah, they went in with a game plan in all their matches, and it hurt us. Yeah, and that lineup is is not the way you're gonna cut through a Georgian defense. It didn't. Only any time we reach the final third, it results to nothing. Yeah, it's been a story of our attack. So um, moving uh, forward, yeah, Apostle, go on. Sorry. And it did seem like we had a plan up until the 15 minutes and they figured us out and we didn't do anything the rest yeah. of the match. So it, was, it really yeah. just, it just made the JVS look that much worse. It looked so. like, yeah, it, and that's exactly, it looked like we had a plan until we, our plan wasn't going our way. And then we just looked like this confused bunch of guys. And then typically we get, I mean, everyone in here would have thought, shit, we got this own goal. We're going to win one. We're going to pull one yeah. of those arsy I thought, this It's I an arsy one, that, we we're win. win. But it would have papered over the cracks. That's exactly, cool. and that's probably yeah. a good thing. But yeah, you couldn't even like sit down and like comprehend what just what happened, did, and then we conceded. What did you, you guys, guys think of the no penalty call? I'm surprised more hasn't been made of that. I thought it was a penalty actually in the first half. Jolis. Yeah. 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 Uh, had a quick. I, I've yeah. never really looked too deep. I, from what I yeah. saw, it, it maybe a fifty-fifty, but it, I don't think it's a. I didn't think it was a huge uh, claim. Yeah, well, we didn't even deserve it. We didn't deserve it. All right, boys, um, we'll move on from that. Um, Now, yeah, go on up. Or you want to say something? Yeah, mate. I do want to say, though, if if you want to look at – you guys were spot on about mentioning the Honduras friendly or some of the friendlies because if you look at the the second half with Honduras, that's exactly how I'd want us to play because you had Siopis and Alexandropoulos in midfield, and they both have a lot of energy and they could both – break the ball from side to side and cover a lot of ground. And well, you, you called, uh, you made that call with Alexandropoulos, what, six, six, ten months ago when you wrote that blog. And that was a good call. Um, yeah, ben Chip recently said he's not ready, but I don't, I don't agree with him. I think he seems more ready than So this is why, this is why he's a Malaka, like, you know, like, yeah, 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 he's not ready, but you give him a, if he's not ready, then why are you playing him in friendlies? Like, this is what doesn't make sense. If he's not ready, put him, you know, don't play him. Why are you playing a guy that you're not? Ha- you don't have any faith in, in the matches that counts. Um, okay, let's move forward here now. JVS. He's um, the rumor is that he might have a new technical director in uh, Neopolis with him. Now, Nico, you being a Bowl fan, um, do you know much about him? He was your, I think he was your technical director he, or your youth director. Coach. He, Neopolis youth coach? was head coach. No, recently though. No, he hasn't been involved in the club as anything, not in the last five years. Oh, okay. Seven. I thought it was, who told me who told me that he was working with the youth teams? Not, not even before okay. that. He was he was the coach. I was gonna say good memories of him because he was the coach when we last won the league and cup double. Okay. Uh, just over yeah. ten years ago. Okay. Maybe I'm getting my wires mixed up with someone, but there was someone Anyway, it doesn't matter. I, I've got, I've obviously got my wife mixed up. What do you he's think? He's been around the traps. He's, he's, yeah, no, yeah, I know he's been around. But do you think he'd be a good addition to the team? So, what would it be to replace someone like an Aaron Winter or no. Canis or Costandinidis? Costandinidis is technical I think he'd okay. be a good addition. Yes, yeah, so because the, the Greek under twenty one team uh, in the late two uh, thousands, okay. and we, okay. they played. Really Maybe great football. That, that's what that's what I'm probably thinking about, Greg. That's what I'm getting yeah. wise mixed up. No, I think he'd be he'd be decent. Because he also coached Cyprus as well, and they and Stephen, you may or may not remember, but they played nice. His teams generally play good football, and he 
He has got a great eye for talent. He's the, I think I might could be wrong here, but he took the 2021, sorry, the under 21 team to the 2007 uh, uh, European Championship oh, we, uh, we, final. We, that was the team. Nini, Smith, and all that. That's right. yeah. Lost to Spain, didn't they? Lost to Spain yes. in the final. Yes. Yeah. Yes, there you go. Well, he's at he's at Offy now, and he's uh, pulling some magic strings there. So, um, look, I just I just think that Van Ship needs someone to go back to at the end of the game. Like, I don't I, I don't want I don't want the coach to be dictated to. So, I'm not saying Van Ship needs someone to say to him, "You must do this, you must do that." But I want him to after a one or draw with Georgia, when when we know the stakes are high, I want him to go into the office and sit there and look him in the eye and say and and get asked a question. Why did you play this guy? Explain to me. Okay. Now that, the, now that the squads, are, the games are played, everything's done. The guys have gone back to their clubs. Why did you pick this guy? Why did you pick that time. guy? Yeah. yeah. Why did you pick this guy when he hasn't played since November last year? Justify Just justify and Don't also, tell him. That's what you want. Why didn't you pick these players? Well, I why don't even, but, but see, I don't even well. care about that. Like, because that way you're putting pressure on the coach to pick players. But all I want to say is you chose this guy. So why did you choose him? Apostolo. Well, they're, they're supposed to have that meeting this week with Zagorakis and I'm sure they're going to discuss that stuff. Yeah, but he but needs I, to get I'll... his ass kicked. Yeah. He's going yeah. to be under pressure to keep yeah. his job, surely. Yeah, well, Antoni, go for it. I mean, apparently the guy takes advice from Manolo Jimenez. And I mean, we saw what the disaster was over the weekend <laughs> with him at the helm. So, I mean, this is it's ridiculous. <laughs> Leave Greg alone there. We're going to have to touch on that later on. <laughs> oh, sorry, Greg. Um, <laughs> look, all right, we'll wrap things up, guys. Is there any last-minute things we want to say with the ethnic here? I think we've just – yeah, Michael. Just – I, you know, when the squad was announced, you know, we saw the injury of Hadzi Diakos. So I don't want to talk about that, but yeah. just as we were approaching the World Cup qualifier with Spain, I can, I'm probably speculating that John Van Skip was unprepared. That's why he made, that's why he called up Bakakis. He knew that there was a lack of right backs in the team. So he had to call up Bakakis. He, and I just think that there was a lack of um, preparation. If that's if that's if that's legitimate, Michael, I'd sack him tomorrow because yeah. I, I, I could tell you if you said to me we're struggling with Rybacks, I'd say Malaka, we're not. Um, you know, these guys yeah. might not be world beaters, but these are right backs that have been playing consistently for the club. Take mm. your take your pick, Greg. Um, <clears throat> I, I, um, I just wanted to say I think uh, there's a lot of people out there that think his meeting with Zagorakis is going to lead to a termination. No. And I just want to. If they're listening, it's not going to lead to a termination. So it's one of the sets an expectation for the people that watch a little bit of Greek football and a little bit of results. Um, if you're thinking we're going to have a new coach in a few months, it's not going to happen. No, I don't think so either. Hey, Michael, by the way, I wasn't calling you a Malak, eh? <laughs> Just no, I knew that. I knew, no, no. I knew that. <laughs> um, Apostle or last words, man, on this one? Yeah, I would say he's probably not going anywhere, like Greg said, because... For, you know, they owe him a lot of money, you know, like he's only two games into it. And I think I think what 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 is good is at least he plays young players and hopefully he'll have more options by the time we play in September, because there are a lot of good young players and, you know, playing in teams we don't even know about. Theory like yeah. B and all over the place. And yeah. I think I think if he just had some ball to play some of these guys I think we'd be a little bit better off but we'll see how we'll see what happens square pe- <laughs> even if you just put square pegs in square holes man yeah um, alright guys we'll move on just speaking about young guys as well shout out to Costa he wrote a nice blog um, that we put up today's debut blog for us 
um, and promoting all the uh, young prospects outside of the big clubs in Greece. So um, it's a great read. Um, and there's some names that you can just uh, note down and keep an eye on because they're going to have huge futures. Um, if, yeah, so just uh, something to look forward to there. All right, guys. Super League, uh, the relegation group. Now that's uh, it's getting interesting there. So we'll start um, with the first match. Atromitos had a one-or draw with Apollon. Uh, Apollon took the lead in the 49th minute. Uh, Adoni goal, um, and quickly three minutes later, uh, Manus, Manusos for Atromitos equalised for him, and that was that. So it was a one-or draw. Did uh, any of you guys pick up on that one, Michael? Nope. Uh, not the, yeah, no. No, it's one of those games where, where it's... Yeah. I didn't know Andoni played for Apollon. He's a man of many skills there. Uh, the big one, though, um, in that group there, which uh, changed a lot of things for Michael as well, Offi, 2-1 winners. Finally, they got the... Uh, they broke their duck there. So um, even though they went down just before half-time to Apanlidis' goal for pass... In the second half, 52nd minute, a uh, goal to Corpa and a 61st minute penalty to Solis was the difference. And they held on from the 60th odd minute on for uh, half an hour to finally break their duck and get a win there. Greg? Well, this is usually what happens in um, in Greece. So when you get to this point, the teams that are fighting for their life start winning games. Um, but to their credit, uh, with Noplias, so Ophi played uh, quite well. Pass, uh, pass was uh, they were okay in the first half, but they didn't show too too much in the second half. Um, but uh, look, it was definitely a much more improved performance from Ophi uh, with Noplias, and he played some um, he played some good players in the right positions, which made a big difference. Yeah, yeah. Anton, so, uh, sorry, Apostle. Yeah, I watched that match and definitely, I definitely noticed a big difference with Neopolis coaching because before I think it was Simos his name. Yeah, uh, yeah. Ophi's yeah. coach was just way too open. They gave up like three three goals a game. I mean, it was it was really bad. And at least now they seem more organized. And and it's uh, I really don't want them to go down because they play a lot of good young Greek players and and they have a good project going on. They just had a horrible season with injuries and all types of stuff. So. And I think that's the uh, that's the sentiment for a lot of people that watch Greek football and, and just follow the whole league as a whole. Orfi have a good project going on. They've spoken about it ad nauseum. So um, they've just had a horrible season where they kept the coach a bit too long there. Steve. And we and we need at least one team from Crete in the first division. I mean, it'd be a shame if we don't have any. You know? Yeah, well, hopefully Hanya pop up next uh, season. They're on, they're on a bit of a tear. So hopefully they step up as well. Um, that Steve. Hanya? So that's their, that's their first win in 15 games in all competitions since they beat Lamia in January. Round yeah okay there yeah you go. <laughs> don't know what round but yeah Ridiculous, all right man. um now this put pressure on uh michael's boys larissa they had a one or draw with panetoli course uh michael's boy dermashai got the goal just before <laughs> half time um and just after half time vergos uh equalized but for panetoli course and that was that michael how did you see this mate very unlucky not to win um just another disappointing result. Could have won this match. We had so many chances in this game. It could have um, well, had at least three, to, three well. to four. Yeah, I was... Yeah, the kid. He missed. Pinakas too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Pinakas, the kid. Yeah, is, he is missed. He, is, he your, is he your penalty taker or...? Uh, 
they, we change a little bit between players. Yeah, um, okay. As long as they score a penalty, but I didn't expect him to miss it. Like that was a pretty good save from the goalkeeper. He read it well. Yeah. Um, but we had ton- we had tons of chances in this game compared to Panatolikos. That, that goal from Vertigos was, yeah, fluke, fluke. <laughs> I'm saying a fluke. That that was pretty much the, one of the f- couple of chances they had all game. I and we let them go offside, in. Yeah. Personally, he was no. offside there. Well, nah, yeah, it was on. I mean, both teams had one mm. shot on target, and uh, obviously it was the one shot that went in. Um, Apostol. Yeah, I, I, I can't help it, Michael, but I actually really hope Lyrus will go down a couple of divisions. <laughs> I, I can't watch that team with Kuyos anymore. They got to get rid of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I hear you. I hear you. Well, that's that's probably their only saving grace to getting rid of that bloke. Uh, because you yeah. know what I heard last game? Because we apparently there was a controversial moment in the 80th minute we had with Mukanjo and with the Banatolikos defender. Apparently, he was um, brought down in the box, and I thought to myself, "That's not a penalty." He, he made a mill. He made he made a mill of it, and Kurias is filing a, a complaint for it. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Anyway. All right, boys, and uh, the last match of the uh, the playout uh, round, Lamia and Volos had a one-all draw. Uh, Tasos Kritikos got the uh, opener for Volos in the 85th minute, and not long afterwards, uh, Milos Deletic goal penalty, sorry, in the 88th minute leveled things up, and that's how we went. Now, I know, Greg, you, you're a, a Volos uh, fan. How did you see them, mate? Uh, they should have held on for the win. They uh, it's got the late winner through Criticos. And then um, it was a pretty lucky penalty to uh, Lamia. A silly challenge. And Lamia was able to get the equaliser. So, um, uh, Volos, very unlucky not to take the win there. Yeah. And uh, Ninis was playing in a deeper role. So. Cool game. Played very well. Yeah. So, And he's also, he's had he's had two things in an interview recently that he wants to finish his career off at Mazanacos. And he'd love to have one more game for the ethnic or mother. Can we see any of that happening, Nico? Um, I think the ship sailed for the ethnic year, especially if JVS is uh, still there. Yeah. Um, uh, I would you, would you like to see? Would you like to see him back? Well, yeah, it's, it, the, it depends on the context, the timing of it. Now, if you ask me after this result against Georgia, of course, I'm going to say yes. No, no, for Panathinaikos. Oh, yeah, yeah, for your club, for your no, club. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. I meant for the ethnic year. Yeah, look, Panathinaikos, unlikely, but I wouldn't rule it out. Yeah, Antonio, you were shaking your head. No, um, because what he's going to come at the end of his contract at Volos, which is what, like two, three more years? He signed the one next year. year. He, he signed the one year. Oh, it's a one, one year? Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. that changes it then. That's right. Um, I mean, if. Uh, I mean, if he'd be willing to come in and take lesser uh, of a role because. Alexandropoulos is playing well and Mauricio as well. I mean, like our midfield is pretty much, it's pretty solid right now. I, I don't know if we should just take him up just for sentimental reasons, you know? What? Yeah, I mean, I'll get I it. Say, yeah, no, I say unlikely because there was, there was that talk we had Zeka still comes up now and again. There was that talk with Berg and that talk with Cissé. More often than not, it doesn't really happen. Yeah. Yeah. But he's actually like, because he's one of, you know, the difference between Berg and Zeka and Cisse is uh, they came to your club, whereas he's a product of your club. Um, so there's something different there. Look, I think as a gatekeeper, like uh, Toro this did at Olympia course, but I don't think he's ready to be that type of player um, in his career now. Yeah, Apostolo. Yeah, I say just let it go, Greg. I know you're a big Ninnies fan and you mentioned him sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Ninnies watch. 
but he's just not the same anymore, unfortunately. He's had a great season, actually. He's been good, but like, but he he just be another ten that you know you can't count on to play defense if he did play for Panathinaikos or for for Ethnic Key one more time. But yeah. I mean, uh, and he's already been back at Panathinaikos once. That's right. So so as Mavrias actually. Yes. <laughs> no, no, don't don't get me started on him. I went no. on a rat. Yeah, <laughs> I blew up. <laughs> I think Mavrias is just—he's been made a. He just hasn't played football for so long. Like the guys played twenty games in like four years. Like, we don't want him. But look, I'm not saying take him back, but I'm saying the guy gets chosen when he shouldn't get chosen, and then he makes a fool yeah. of himself, and then we all hate on the bloke when it's just like the coach has put him in his position. Now, no one in their right mind is going to say no. Like Mavrias isn't going to say, "Hey, listen, Javier." I just want you to keep me in the squad. Oh, I don't want to play because they've got egos, like like any of us. Yeah. Of the look. Yeah, go. Yeah. But Nunes is a great player. I mean, look, there's no problem having him in the team. He's always a, you know, he's a good teammate. He's a, he still has talent. It's just you can't count on him. And I think it'd be silly to bring him back at Panathinaikosu because we have other options at that yeah. position, at least right now. So. I think, yeah, yeah. As I said, maybe he's someone there to mentor the younger guys coming yeah. through. But um, he's still got football in his legs. So a club like yeah. Wallace probably suits him best at this stage of his career. All right. Um, uh, just before we move on, shout out to Tassos Kritikos. That's, that was his debut goal. The good creator, eh? Bravo. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> All right. Just, uh, he's a, form, he's a former, former, former Larissa product, and just the past uh, few years, he's been um, diagnosed with cancer. So, And he signed with Wallace at the start of the season um, after he had a nice um, stint with Doxa Drama and... So he got a move to Volos. Um, that was his first game okay. for Volo, and he scored came, came off coming the off the bench. So. Yeah, good on him. Well, well hopefully, he's, uh, yeah. hopefully he's passed all the cancer issues and he can have a long and uh, distinguished career and life. All mm. right, um, we'll look at the ladder for the relegation or the playouts group. So Volos still on top there with 35 points. Uh, Basianina on 34. Apollon 29. Atromitos 29. Lamia 27. Ofi um Got a bit of a kick there with 23 points. Panetolikos, 21, and Larissa on 20 points. So things are pretty tight down the bottom there. Um, so still yeah, hope. There's still hope. There's still, still hope. hope. Yep, just for you. I'm, st- I'm still saying Panetolikos are going down. They, they play some atrocious football. Well, let's hope for your sake they do, mate. Um, but that means you've, still, that means you've got uh, the big man still in charge of you guys. So. It's, it's one well, of those, I can't yeah. do anything about nah, it. I don't, I don't. <laughs> All right, uh, we'll move on and we'll stick with uh, Panathinaikos here. Now, Antonio, your boys, big 3-0 win over Bulk. Huge win there. Uh, 39th minute goal to Federico Majeda. Uh, you guys went in 1-0 at half time. <clears throat> in the 79th minute, Villafanez got a goal. Um, and then you wrap things up in the 85th minute with Aitor C scoring a goal lots of fouls lots of cards lots of things to talk about Anthony kick it off brother yeah uh, I have to say I was very very impressed with the performance overall especially compared to the first game when we played uh, Pauk Um, the game was a lot more open and we were playing a lot more attacking than what we're used to under Bologna Um, and you know like I was saying man there was a Lucas Villafanez show I mean he you know, Giovanni's crossed the ball into Maheda for the goal, but it was Villafanez again, switching the play up like he did in the first game. Um, and then, of course, he got the second goal uh, with the, the, the free kick. And then I, I thought 
capped it all off. I mean, overall, it was a very, very impressive performance. I was going into the game expecting us to probably win maybe 1-0 if that or probably getting a draw. But Panathinaikos, I think, completely outplayed Pauk. Um, and I think they, they're going to be able to take this momentum into the next game against Olympiacos, which is going to be a chippy game, especially away from home. Very, yeah. Nico? Oh, buzzing after it. That made up for the Ethniki, Khalia. <laughs> they, they were very good. Um, we deserved our win. Three three good goals in their own right. Um, and, and Donny touched like, it was a great ball from Hadziovanis, but it was Lucas that created that goal. Viafanias with that ball to Hadziovanis initially. Um, if you give Maqueda that type of service, more often than not, he will score, especially in Greece. Second goal, uh, quick thinking. I don't know what Pascalakis was doing for the second and third goals, actually, for them. I really liked our third goal. And um, I think that that's the type of goal that can potentially worry Olympiacos uh, this weekend. On the All it took was two, three passes, bang, bang, and we're up the other end. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. Apostolo? Yeah, I think definitely Panathinaikos have found a way to play that works because, I like, definitely Bologna, he wants to play defensively. And I uh, – and the, the players had a hard time with that because they were just launching the ball up and going, and you know, until teams figured them out like a month ago. And since then, they had a meeting with the players supposedly and everything. And you could tell Vigafanis is more involved. He's playing on the left wing now. And like Antonio said, he's made a huge difference in the team. They're more creative with him playing in a left wing role rather than as a number 10, which, which he was doing earlier in the year. And so that's helped a lot. And then you have people playing in their actual positions, like Aitor and Hagiovanni who's playing on the right wing. And they, you know, they pretty much split that position opposite of Via Fanes. So it's like, it, you know, it's working now. And I think that the, I really like Alex Andropoulos in midfield. I think when he's not in there, their, their midfield gets overrun easily. And, and I know Mauricio is every, who everyone talks about because he's a veteran and he's used to winning, at least for Pauk. But I think Alexandropoulos is a big key in that midfield. And Nias has actually done a good job, the, the, the guy on loan from Lille. I think he's covered pretty well. And you haven't even noticed Velas has been out. So, like, Panathinaikos is in good shape. And if I were the other teams, I wouldn't want to play him right now. I mean, don't get me wrong. They might have a game like at Saras Tripoli's and might completely just, you know, give up a goal in the last minute because that's, that's what they do sometimes, playing so defensively. But... But right now they're in good shape, actually. Well, you got yeah the big game next week, so that'll that'll show how um, things are going there. We we've got to push on and get not not even fourth. We've got to go for third. Yeah, you got to you got to keep pushing. Yeah, Anthony. Um, yeah, I was just gonna uh, piggyback off of what uh, Apple was saying, and I noticed with Alexandropoulos, he plays at his best when he's got Mauricio next to him. Um, when Mauricio was out, I kind of noticed Alexandropoulos was playing a little. Uh, he's a little chippy. I mean, it, he was probably also struggling with the injury, but those two together combine really well. And it's kind of something that I was thinking about again with the Kurbelis thing. What's going to happen when Kurbelis comes back? Is it going to be Nyas that's going to be dropped or Velez? Because that, that pivot. Yeah. I think, well, well, next season is coming back yeah. this season anyway. So we don't yeah, need to right. come back. And, yeah, next and season. Nyas is only on loan. I yeah. heard they wanted yeah. to extend the loan. I'll take him. He's impressive. Yeah, yeah he's, he's done a pretty decent job, I have yeah. to say, actually. All right, boys. Well, we'll move on from that one as well. Good win for you guys at the end there. Um, Aris, 2-1. Two, two, sorry, not 2-1. Two, 2-0 two, two winners over Asteras. Uh, went into halftime, nil all. And then the 69th minute, a Zande Silva goal broke the deadlock. And uh, Manos um, got a 91st minute 
uh, goal to wrap the game up there. So, um, <coughs> Artis, with the way the, the round went there, gave themselves a little four-point gap from third spot as well. So they're uh, they're tracking well there. Um, anyone want to grab on that one? Greg, did you? Uh, good, consistent performance from Artis again. Their yeah. play is impressive. They play beautiful football, which not a lot of teams in Greece are doing at the moment. Um, uh, so I'm, I'm happy to see him in second and uh, that well, well, very well deserved. Yeah, yep. All right, Greg, and we'll keep you on, mate, um, <laughs> for the last match of the round. AIC Athens, one, Olympiakos, five. Um, Kamara opened up the scoring in the seven, 17th minute. In the 23rd minute, uh, Masuras got himself a nice uh, goal there. Followed on uh, 10 minutes later, Yusuf El Arabi got himself a goal, and just before half time, Masuras got a double. Then things kind of settled down, went a bit quiet there, and then uh, Fortunis got himself one in the 74th minute, and then Unsatisfied wrapped things up for you guys. Um, who's tipping away there, boys? Someone's chipping away. I can hear all these like Michael. Michael? <laughs> okay. All right, Greg, how did you see it, man? Uh, just topped off an embarrassing season by copying our, our record-breaking home loss. Uh, home loss. We've never lost uh, that much at home. Um, a devastating performance. Uh, I was surprised he went with Svarnas and Knid uh, to start with in defence. Um, they, you know, both uh, had a hand in those goals. Uh, Knid tried to a, a header, a shot which he deflected. Svarnas. Again, just every week, just backs up what I'm saying. I had an opportunity to clear the ball. Uh, then instead, he passes it into the middle to the Olympiacos players to set up another Olympiacos goal. Um, but in general, just not much uh, going for the team. Uh, very stagnated. Even Simansky, you know, he was a, a very fant- a good centre midfielder who uh, is very good at uh, covering the whole field, and he played quite deep. So a lot of the times, especially when Levi Garcia was trying to be dangerous in attack, he had no support. Um, Oliveira had, uh, you know, this, the Olympiaco system was uh, very effective against a one-striker setup, and he was surrounded by two or three defenders. I mean, everything he was trying to do was, I thought, pretty ordinary. You can still hold the ball up as a striker instead yeah. of trying to do silly uh, moves that never paid off. And we saw when Unsatisfied came on, he another huge difference with the, uh, being able to use two feet very effectively and holding up the ball. But... Um, Overall, it was a, it was a devastating performance. Uh, we desperately need some centre backs and 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 our left back as well. Lopez was tragic. He gifted El Arabi a goal you don't even see in um in park football. <laughs> um, so and then look, there's been a huge amount of reaction to the loss. Uh, I don't know if you want me to get into that now. We'll get, but, uh, we'll get into that later, and I'll go to Steve yeah. now. Steve, what do you think? Like it was a great win by Olympia, of course, but our team. This uh, new formation that we've somehow adopted that we are uh, in the last few games, what are you thinking of it? Not something that I expected at the beginning of the season, to be honest, George. It's a really yeah. interesting one because we might have finally found something where we can perfectly transition from attack to have a more defensive shape, especially something that we can use in Europe, certainly where we've struggled to yeah. um, have a, a concrete system in Europe because we're too scared to play the 4-2-3-1 in, in Europe with all of the like the crowding of the midfield that we get if we play two holding players. Um, 4-3-3 just hasn't worked consistently enough. It's look, made us look a bit passive mm. with our passing and then with our counter-attacking. 
Um, so this could be a really, really interesting formation going into the going into next season. If if we keep this as a permanent, I'm happy with that. Honestly, well, that's we can always, thing, yeah. yeah, yeah. If we can, if we need to fall back to four two three one in the league, sure, that that always functions fairly well for us. You know, it always has. And maybe this is like a, the next step in the evolution of how we play. You know, we saw that with Valverde when he came in last decade. How the style of football changed for us then and took, took us into the more modern era. Now we're seeing that a little bit with Pedro Martins and, and this. I, I've, I don't think I've ever seen us consistently play with three at the back. And it's really exciting. We Just the, the amount of attacks that we had that looked so fluid. And, and then we had such good defence as well with such good defensive cover. Yeah, it, it's really exciting. Um, and commiserations to Greg. I don't know why you guys don't start Ansari Fad, to be honest, Greg, because... He's a proven goal scorer. I'm, I've no idea. You said this on Gate Seven uh, podcast over the weekend. I don't know why you guys aren't playing Ansari Fad. He was great for us, and he, he's great for you guys as well. Great. <laughs> uh, he's done. Uh, look, Manolo. Uh, I was. Um, I wasn't ecstatic when uh, when he came back because um, I really don't like the football we play under him. Um, but it's not even. I mean, that's one example. This uh, Vasil Antonopoulos, another example at right back who since Jimenez came in, has just rubbished him. And we've had Bakakis come in, play pretty... He's improved a little bit lately, um, but he's injured now. Um, and he's played Zvarnas at right back. Uh, Danchenko probably had his worst game uh, against Olympiakos. But why um, Vasil Antonopoulos has been completely wiped out when he was starting to show... Uh, I mean, he's not young, but he was playing pretty well. He even scored in the Europa League. Um, and he was very consistent compared to the, all these other guys. So... Pretty sad that he's uh, not even part of that anymore. And um, our attacking game, I mean, we, we've always, we, we know all season, Aix had a very bad uh, defence and we've conceded on average two goals a game. Um, but with since Manolo has come in, our attack has gone from bad to worse. I mean, it was okay with uh, Carrera. You know, we'd, we'd concede goals, but then we'd be able to score some goals to get back in the game and win games. But under Manolo, man, it's 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 terrible. It's generally Levi Garcia trying to do it himself. Um the one positive was Christos Albanis. He came on and he really put in a, a monster effort to try to get something going for Aiken attack. Um, but it's inconsistent with uh, with Manolo. One, um, he, he usually has him as a sub. He plays. He's been inconsistent with Stankovic as well, so we can't get a real rhythm happening there. And now he's got he's playing Oliveira up front instead of Unsatisfied. So, um, and this is what it's come down to now. The fans are the uh, fans are out, outraged all over the world. Um, and there's uh, you justifiably, know, justifiably, of course. Yeah. And uh, there's big discussions about, um, you know, I, I, I mean, like I said, I, I'm not a fan of Manolo that much. Uh, but there's also Melisani. This is uh, a big brunt of this because uh, he dismantled a championship-winning team. Uh, and I don't know why he was ex- even last year when we made the Champions League, and he 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 made that go from that championship-winning team to uh, what was it, fourth, fifth place in Greece. Third place in Greece, uh, and way, well behind Olympiakos and Balk. Um, and then it's just gone downhill since then. Um, you, embarrassing European performances, yeah. um, and embarrassing things after the game with those couple of fans out there telling the team off, and the, the, our players sitting there listening to some fans. I mean, what the heck is that? Yeah, only I've in ne- Greece. I've never, I mean, it happens in Europe a lot, all that garbage. And I'll go to you in a second, Apostle. But when fans start, yeah, it's just, just piss off like yeah 
just like yeah you give them these this much power so then if they do it again next week and you tell the fans to go away then all of a sudden they want to bash you in the street or something so yeah. it's just like we know what we're dealing with and I mean Unsatisfied came out afterwards and said if the, if the coach then he needs to so there was a few like I don't know choice words well, come out of all of that so well, Manolo's made some um, statements which I've even myself I'm not I'm not happy with the comments and I was glad when I saw what I read those comments, then I saw Unsatisfied come out straight afterward and say, look, if this if the coach can't help us move forward, then leave. What's the then point leave. of being yeah. here? Well, um, because right. Manolo came out and said things like, you know, after the 16th minute, once every time we lost the ball, the guys tried, but they couldn't do much more than that. And that's just a loser mentality. Um, it, it's telling the guys what you, what you dished up after that uh, was good enough. And he it's had not. Some early, uh, he had so, some early chances um, as well. So yeah, we, we, it's at the start. It yeah. looked like it was going to be reasonably close. That's but you look, right. Credit to Pedro Martins who came out and uh, made a very respectable comment saying, uh, "Look, the, the scoreline didn't depict uh, the difference in the teams. Everything went Olympiacos's way, and everything that could go wrong fake went wrong." Well, um, yeah. But look, you, you guys were way better, of course. Um, and we we made a lot of our own bad luck with really poor defending and a lack of movement up front. I mean, say, uh, my, my, the guy that impressed me was Albanis because he came on and he, he he did everything he could to get Aik back in the game. Yeah. Apostol. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know how you do it, Greg, because Aik have been going backwards for a few years now and it's, it's pretty bad. Like, I mean, they've sold all their good players from the title-winning team, you know, from Barca to Bacasetas to even Yakumakis who never played. And then you have like Milosanidis, you know, the, the stadium's coming up, but it seems like, you know, that he hasn't really signed anybody that's helping the team. The, the, there's no Greek core. I mean, Albanis and barely plays, you know, it's kind of, it's, it's crazy. I, I just, I'm just, even as a Panathinaikos fan, I, like, it's not that bad. Like, you know, I mean, we don't, we don't have a stadium and stuff, but like, even we have a couple groups of players in our academy and, I you think- know, and I, and I feel bad because it's like, who's going to fix it? Kone? Kone is not going to fix it. You know? no. So, no. Yeah, we, I spoke about that in the Gate 7 podcast. Uh, uh, bringing in Paniotis Kone as a sporting director who's just retired as a footballer was another move that was just, this is mediocrity. This is not This is not taking Aik to that next level. We're going backwards. I mean, we're starting in a new stadium next season. Um, Melissa Nidhi's got a lot of work to do in the offseason. He's come out and said um, he's going to change what's going on and make Aik big again. But at the same time, he's, he's said that before as well. Um, so, uh, look, the eyes are on him and to see what his next moves are. In terms of transfers uh, in the season that was, look, he did put some money in. We got players like Ansarifat and Levi Garcia, which we were quite excited about. And we started off okay. Um, but we saw, I mean, that was our biggest thing. In the January transfer period and at the season, uh, in off-season before this season started, was that we needed defenders. And we didn't buy... Uh, the, the quality defenders that we needed and we're totally paying the price for it. Yeah. That was Anthony. shocking goal. Anthony. Yeah, I mean, kind of, Greg kind of already answered my question. I was going to say, was it more so a lack of effort or is it just a lack of quality from the player perspective, especially in the game that we saw against Olympiacos? I mean, if, as an Olympiacos fan, when I saw it, I, I think Martins was spot on. They had some chances. It just didn't fall their way. We had some chances. We put them away. Um, yeah, we had two goals that were just offside. I mean, yeah. there was the one, the first yeah. goal, which I just thought, Tankovic, don't touch it, don't touch it. And he touched it and he was offside. Yeah. And then Oliveira, I actually thought when I first saw the, when he happened during the play, I thought he was way offside. But when I saw the replay, he was just offside to, um, 
when he he did score, but he was just offside. So but that yeah, was a but, bit unfortunate. But overall, if you look at the game, I think Olympiacos was just head and shoulders above them. Ah, uh, you, your midfield yeah. is just uh, yeah. is amazing, and your wing play is fantastic. You know, yeah. <laughs> uh, Masuras and Bruma on the wings, yeah. and then you got Kamara uh, and, and Villa in the middle with Fortunis in front of them. It yeah. was just Olebas as well. Olebas at home. Olebas was great yeah. too. Yeah, he, 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 he got he, behind them so easy. He wheeled yeah. back. He reeled back the years. Steve, winners are grinners, eh? So. <laughs> Yes, and also if if our, if Aris don't win this weekend, we need you guys, Greg, to beat them this weekend. We'll get number forty six, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> there you go. So, there, so they'll beat us, and you guys can go another week waiting for the mathematical. Yeah, we'll have to go another week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> does doesn't Sua still play for? No, he, he left. left. He's he actually left. um he's on loan. He's injured himself quite badly in um, Argentina or Uruguay, wherever he went. So Argentina is he out yeah. in Argentina? All right, boys. Um, so that's that for the top group. So we'll go through the table here. <clears throat> Pardon me, Olympia. Of course, 73 points. Artis, 54 points. Bulk, 50 points. Panathinaikos, 49 points. Aik, 48 points. And Asteras, I think the bubble may have burst with them. Um, They're done. 43 points. Yeah, so they've had a good season. So hopefully they finish strong for their, for their fans and for themselves. Um and they move on. All right, so we'll quickly run through Super League 2 here, guys. Um, Kanya had a 1-0 win over Rodos. Erotelis went down uh, 3-2 to Tricala. Um, so they've had a bit of a form drop after leading the, le- leading the league for a while. Xanthi won or draw with Kareskaki, so they dropped some points there against a lowly team after their little nice run. Ainikos um, had a 1-0 win away from home over Apollon Larissa. Um, Ofi had a one or draw with Levadiakos, so Levadiakos dropping points away from home to a low team as well. And Panakaiki, uh, 2 1 winners over Doxa there. So the latter in uh, Super League 2 as it stands Ainikos on 37 points, Levadiakos on 32, Xanti 31, Ergotelis 28, Kanya on a roll 28 there. Uh, Rodos 26 points and that wraps up the top six uh, seventh onwards Manakaiki on 25 points Apollon Larissa 21 Doxa 20 Trikala 19 Ofi 12 um, Karaiskakis 12 nice drink Michael beautiful <laughs> alright guys so we'll, uh, we'll run through we've gone through that now um, we'll stick we'll go back to Aik there trouble at Aik Michael do you want to give us some news here it's just popped up in the last hour. Uh yeah, this came out of nowhere. Didn't no one would have expected it. This is um um a new article came up. Uh, so I'll first start off with what the news came up first. It's um the ethics committee of EPO have suggested to deduct ten points from Ike and a lifelong exclusion for Dimitris Melisanidis from the stadiums so to attend the matches. Um, so this all comes down to um, it, it, the, accusa- the accusation is is that Melissa Nidis bribed or manipulated the uh, a local football election uh, over in Karditsa, so the local Karditsa football association over there. Now a new article came up is that it's not only just the Karditsa FA; it is other ten local football associations as well for bribery for bribing their elections so i can have a um a strong word in in the greek 
Greek football scenery. Okay, so this is all um, accusations. This is all hearsay. Yeah. So we don't we don't know the full extent of this. Uh, Greg, we'll go to you, man. What do you think? Have you? I mean, you just got caught off guard with it. Um, I believe. I look. I'm only just getting to the news, but I believe Ayak has come out and said um, that they're they're playing the, they're playing the innocence. Um, I'm just trying to read at the same time, but um, uh, they're they're not too concerned about it. Um, and uh, with that, I'm confident that uh, nothing's going to come of it. Um, I mean, uh, even if we lose 10 points, I don't think we're going to qualify for Europe. So I don't think it's actually going to make a big difference to us. But I, I don't think Melissa Nitti is going to cop any type of ban uh, based on this. Okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, who, who? So, I mean, this ethics committee is a bit, I don't, I don't really understand it because they got over they've lost some credibility after last what happened well well that's right yeah so i mean they make these bold statements but then once they get challenged it just falls apart so um you know from what we've seen anyway in the past so we'll move on from that one stick with us guys and we'll get the news out as much as as quickly as we see it and we'll get it out with tweets there so um yeah if anything pops up later on we'll um We'll get it going. Now, uh, something that happened recently that we haven't had a chance to talk about, the EPO elections finally uh, went through, went on the second last day before, um, you know, the, the, the proverbial was going to hit the fan there with FIFA and UEFA with elections there. Now, the big man, Zakorakis, um, European Cup winner, um, distinguished career in football, politician seems to be an educated kind of man um the politician side of things concerns a few people um spent a bit of time at bulk as well um post football career um apostle what do you make of this um appointment yeah i was just gonna say i think the key will be because he was just he so he's going i think this week to because he wants his own people in and just to get his own people in, he's got to go through a poll and they have to decide on it, which sounds crazy to me. But, but I mean, I, I think he could do a good job. It's just to fill allow him. I think that's kind of what I was getting at. Like, yeah. I think oh, that, that's what will be the key. Are they going to let him change things? You know, are they going to let him get involved? It just depends. I mean, it's kind of a wait and see kind of thing because sure. he obviously he understands Greek football, and I'm sure he knew what he was getting himself into. Oh, but. without a doubt, yeah. It's surely he's not going to be um, a puppet type of leader there to the to the you know the people behind closed doors and behind big coats. Nico, let's assume that he's a strong leader and he's a type of guy that we've been craving for um, to run the game. What do you reckon is the first thing he needs to do? Um, um I'll put you on the spot. Question? Here, so. Yeah, there's lots. There's yeah. lots of. Um, the most pressing, I would say, the ethnic year. As in, what are we looking at from ethnic year? In, in, are we talking just the senior men? Are we looking at from top to bottom? Top to uh, bottom. Top to bottom. Top to bottom. The, big big picture. Yeah. yeah. Form, formations, style of play, youth development, you name academies, you name it. That's a crazy thing. Didn't we get? It wasn't Aaron Winter. I think that's that. already in the works. Yeah. Had the f- 15s. Under 15s was going to come back. Yeah, um, but with Corona, I don't know if that's really taken off. Yeah. Um, look, there's other yeah. things like the corruption. That's a that's a big one. Yeah. But in, I don't think he's going to be able to. No one's able to weed that out. 
Um, look, obviously the crowd issues, but that's not a pressing concern because there's no crowds yeah. at stadiums, and that's not they're not going to return anytime soon because uh, situation is not the best in Greece at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say the academies aren't are still not. <laughs> Not playing, so I think it's going to be tough to even get the under fifteen started right yeah. now. But yeah. but I think th- he has way bigger issues. Like we still don't have a training center, the national team. We still we don't still don't have a stadium we play in. I mean, you know that those are like those are big priorities that like the Greek players have mentioned since two thousand fourteen. I mean, I think they even gave up some of their pay, so they some did. of that could happen. They did, yeah. And we that, have a training not- center in Ayos Cosmas. Yeah, it's but it's like barely a like a yipper though. I mean, like <laughs> they need something said. Yeah, ideally they play out of AX New Stadium. Um, yeah, there's a lot of things there. Antonio, he, yeah. sorry, sorry, Apostle Gaffer. I was going to say he's got a lot of things to do. He's they got to get like figure out the revenue because like teams barely make any money from cable. I mean. You know what I mean? Like that 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 is the big thing. And we'll go to Antonio on that. I mean, how does he how does he figure that out? Like I know it's a loaded question and you might not have the answers, but how does he figure how does he figure out to get TV money to clubs in a timely manner? Not like we have now where, you know, one week before the league everyone shuts down because they're not getting anything. And this is even outside of the top of the super league. Yeah. Just in, just in general, right? Just to try to get the money out to all the teams in the league for the TV yeah, network. Yeah, it's, it's a bit. I oh know. I'm, I'm asking you a question that's so isn't hard it, to even answer. <laughs> isn't it a, a weird setup where you got like half the teams signed with one, as in Nova, and then some are with Ed? Yeah. Remember, had their own bulk TV. It's all over the shop. That's yeah, why like, I think maybe a uniformed approach, like a streamlined approach, maybe even then, I don't know. He, he needs to get a contractual deal with the whole league. So like all the teams are on one TV deal. So like, let's say yeah. the whole team is with Nova. They need to sign some type of deal early on, let's say in the summertime before everything starts. Because as it is, I can't watch when, Olymp- when Panathinaikos plays Olympiakos, Ekariaskakis, I can't watch the games because it's not on Nova. Yeah. At least on the channel that the, I've got. The problem is, is that th- th- there's so much power, so much independency on the club so they can get their own TV deal and yeah, lock it down. Man. That is the problem. So there's, there's never an issue with that. Like, I think in the bigger leagues where they do that, there's, there's the variety of uh, broadcasters. But what they do is they have this, what you want to call, what you want to call this collective agreement. So if Nova have a game, then they'll allow a streaming option into the other ones with their people so it's still you can watch it through the rival I, I don't know there's ways around it that the big leagues do that we need to try to break into so you can watch your team play and you can do that but I think the biggest thing is outside of the top leagues as well we're in the Super League 2 and the Football League where there's little to no money <coughs> Stephen <coughs> I don't know if in, if this is entirely his responsibility. It might not be, but it, I think especially trying to make it a more desirable um, like platform for players to come in uh, to a certain extent, uh, making the league a more desirable place for uh, people outside of Greece to be watching because there's such a big pool of Greeks who live outside of Greece and Cyprus. You have to get into that market. I believe and they started to a little bit with uh, Nova Sport worldwide which i use 
and it's okay, but it's not the best platform. I just, there's, there has to be something. You're, you're wasting your time not tapping into this market because you get so much view, more viewership from the diaspora, you know. The, the reality though with that is, is if you try to polish a turd, it's still a turd. So um, what you need to do is other clubs need to take ownership, especially in the top level. They need to take ownership of what they do. Now, um, there's a few teams in the lower section that are actually trying to do some decent things and it's working out for them, and, but they're just not good enough because they don't have the financial strength. But there's some clubs that have zero social media, uh, you know, awareness no. out there. They do nothing within social media. And it's just, this is why we exist. And then you look at that kind of thing and you think it to yourself, how do you, you sit there and you moan that you don't have any revenue coming into your club. But we get on a weekly basis, oh, how do I get my hands on a Larissa jersey? Or how do I get my hands on a Volos jersey? And it's just like, man, if I had a printer at home, I'd be making money out of this. So it's too, it's hard for guys like Zagorakis and the EPO to try to even build the game up when the clubs aren't even pulling their finger out. I sent emails. That's what I mean. It's partially I sent, him, but then it's it's partially the club's responsibility as well to actually build themselves up to that international the, space as the, well. The clubs need to sort themselves out in that thing. And then what the EPO should be doing is trying to get um, government, FIFA, UEFA, whoever, get some funding in so the clubs can then start to build their infrastructure. I think it, I think we've got to look at the low-level stuff, stuff first rather than just trying to put out a new uh, Super League badge and a shiny one and then promote it to the Greeks in America, UK and Australia. Uh, Michael, I mean, what do you think? What's, what's the first thing that you would look at changing? Um, this could be out of reach, but maybe like a fit and proper test. For owners? For, like, for owners, yeah. So we've seen many owners that come and gone. They've done nothing for their clubs. We've seen clubs dissolve. One, for example, Ayo Caloni from Mitalini. Yeah. Don't exist anymore. So we can't let that happen again. Even um, Panionios going down, Iraklis going down. How are these things happening? Yeah, we need Plat- the fit, fit and proper test. Platanias as well, yeah. Um, <laughs> Nico, you follow the English game just as much as anyone. Yeah. It, it doesn't you know, even work over there. No, no you, you took the words out of my uh, mouth. That's exactly what I was going to say, word for word. Yeah, it's, it's hard to... Um, hard to try to implement something like that when the big leagues where there's so yeah. much money and they invest into doing these fit and, proper, fit and proper tests and then you get the BBC doing this background thing on them when they find out that they're actually yeah. bankrupt friggin losers no. yeah we, we had Villa we were days away from going broke back yeah. then yeah. and Barry as well Barry, Barry don't yeah. exist Macclesfield Town don't exist that's anymore. right and that's the yeah. football yeah. association's duty to stop those clubs from going down and that they you know fans have lo- have lost their, their their club and that's a really sad thing so if if the English football association who's like a top top association yeah. can't handle it how is Greece supposed to do it yeah and that's the thing, yeah. So look, well, it's it's for a discussion for another time. Um, maybe one of those big off-season ones where we can actually draw some conclusions and try to figure out what's going on in the game. But so much needs to be done, and I think Apostolo nailed it on the head. Let's hope that he's just not a puppet. Um, let's hope that he's in, that he's got the power and he's going to be given the power to well, succeed. What Greg, What are the terms? Sorry. Sorry, we'll go to Greg first. Ella. Uh, I think one of the things he's got to do straight away is um, sort out the second division, the third division and the fourth mm-hmm. division and ensure that they start in a timely manner next season um, and then go from there. You know, start getting 
more Greek players on the fields instead of just the Super League, which most teams have got three or four Greek players only. Um, and then I think get that in place first and then start looking at a more lucrative TV deal that will work for the Greek League um, outside of uh, just Greece and I think, you know, the occasional games we get in America and in, in, in Australia. Yeah. Um, get the game a bit more out there. Yeah, no, well said, guys. All right. Um, so, sorry, yeah, um, does anyone know the terms, like how long it is? Is it four years, three years? Michael? Four years, I think three or four years, okay. somewhere around there. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully it gets his people in, like what, like what Apple said. Hopefully it gets his people in and then he can work. Um, yeah, he can work from there. All right, guys, uh, we've got some questions here as well, so we'll run, we'll run through them. We've got quite a few that came through, so thanks once again. If you've got a question, hashtag HellasFootyPod. We'll just reply to the question that we've put out once a week before leading into the podcast. Um, we'll start here with uh, nickel.celtics at Nicoleon. Having watched the games again, I've concluded we were lucky, especially away to Spain. Yep. Uh, Ramos off, lots of chances that they didn't bury. Penalty, that was 50-50. Um, yeah, the, oh, I think the penalty was a penalty. I don't think it was 50-50. Um, versus Georgia, we needed an own goal to lead. Point is, if we draw away to Kosovo, I won't be surprised. You guys, we're average. I think we've nailed this, uh, Nico. I think we all have the same sentiments with regards to Kosovo. We need to get the win there, but if we don't, I don't think anyone's going to be surprised. Um, I'm giving I'm giving John Van Skip the September break. If I see no improvement, I'm... I'm gonna go JVS out. I'd I'd say I'd say that would be. I'd have to agree. Yeah, then yeah. It's qualification got, might be beyond us. We got we we got the two friendlies, so I mean that don't count for much. But if you get pumped in two friendlies, and that counts for something, so um, and we're playing anyway. Doesn't matter. We're playing. Yeah. All right. Uh, the second part of his question, and surely Zakarakis will think to bring a new coach right away if there's one or more disappointing result. Well, I guess we'll find out in the near future. There, Nico. Um, thanks for your question there, bud. Um, Nikos underscore Kos one. What does everyone make of the Villa Fanez news of him obtaining Greek citizenship and hopefully being called up? Anthony, you're, you're all over this one. And then we'll go to you, Apostle. Um, I mean, the thing is, from an ethnic perspective, I don't really think he's needed. Um, he's, you know, he's a very good player. And like I say, in my opinion, he's the best player in Panathinaikos when, when he's on form. Um, but then again, you know, we have a player in Fortuny who can offer the same thing and he's not being played. So yep. it'd just be a redundant uh, signing. I mean, he's a good player. I don't think he's past it. Uh, it's just, it, there's other priorities in my opinion that we should yeah. be focusing on. Apostle? Yeah, I think you're pretty spot on. We have we have enough number tens that that can play the ball, but don't score goals. That, that, that shit behind, like I said, that's so. <laughs> yeah. All well, right. Four or five years ago, he would have been one that would have came in and made a huge difference. Ah, four or five years ago, he should have, but he, he ruined. He didn't ruin his career. I'm sure he ruined, his bank balance improved, but he ruined his chances uh, with the move away um, to a club where he became a bit a bit he, player. As he well. had to move. I oh, know he because had to of, move. Yeah, he had to move because of that debt Panathinaikos had, and they had that transfer embargo. So, hundred percent. But yeah. they, made, they made all. He made the wrong choice. What I'm trying to say, because he became. Yeah, he, exactly. Yeah, he became a bit part player for a, for the club, and you know, it just didn't work out for him there. All right, uh, seven Ianuli at seven Ianuli on Twitter. Who uh, transfers? Like what Greek? What Greek players <laughs> will play in other European clubs? I don't know, Michael. 
Yakumakis. Yakumakis. Yeah. What Greek players will play in other Greek in other European clubs? Tsolis. Yeah. Tsolis is the obvious one. Well, so that's um, it. So who's in Greece now that could probably go overseas? Tsolis has been linked with the Spanish with Sevilla, so that would be. There's always the question group. marks on Fortunis. There's always the question marks on him. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, there's probably like a move to Middle East. There's there's always going to be that rumours when he reaches towards 30 years old um, with Fortuny and Mandolas as well. Don't don't rule it out, but I can see them both staying at Olympiakos and Nike. Um, yeah. Uh, probably like a left field shout. Zvarnas, you probably could get a move away, if I'm being oh, honest with you. Oh, you're still, still pushing that Real Madrid move there, Michael. Yeah, Real Madrid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Good luck to the clubs. Yeah, Apostolo, have you got any any in your mind, mate? Yeah, I'd be more curious about players like Duvikas, who I heard like couple, a couple teams in Belgium, I think, were interested in them. Like, you know, some, like, some of the younger players that actually would have an opportunity to do something. Yeah. And, uh, see, see, Duvikas would would be a good pickup for a, like we had this discussion ages ago with uh, Toliska on a, a Belgian club where we were like, nah, man. But a guy like Duvikas would be perfect, I think, in in Belgium because he's you know he's at a club where the, the things are a bit, bit of a yo-yo and he's a shining light. So a club like Anderlecht would be a fantastic move for him. Um, Anyway, we'll see how they go. All right, George Soteropoulos, uh, at G underscore Sots there. What lineup and formation would you guys feel that in the Spain and Georgia matches? Well, uh, we've gone through it before, George. Um, I think we've answered it a billion times, man. What we want, unfortunately, now and what we get are two different things. Anyone want to add to that? I mean... Yeah. Whatever we say, John Van Skip doesn't even. Yeah, so he goes so, with his own mind. So you just know there's there's a handful of players that are going to get a start, regardless of what he said or what kind of form they show for their club. Um, Evan at Mister Underscore Game O Fame, do you think this current crop of players lack more of the mental aspects or technical aspects of the game compared to the pre to previous and more successful team? So I guess I'm talking. I guess he's talking yes. about the ethnic your mother, Nickel. Yes. Yeah. One word. I, I think oh, the players coming up, um, the more more like everyone's going hard up at JVS, but the players are. I, I think a lot of uh, pressure should be pumped pump on them too, not just the coach. Oh, I think the the players have taken the pressure, but the, my, I don't think my, they've copped it enough. My well, my argument well because he's removed anyone that's got any talent from the side. So he's, so he's got a bunch of guys anyway. Even I thought Fortunis should have done gone looking to do more. Like all of them. Not only uh, him, Zeka and Bukhalakis. What I'd give nothing the, for what us. I would give to see Fortunis given the opportunity that Bakasetas has been given. Yeah. What I'd give just to see him build a team around him. And then and then if the knives came out on him, fair enough, then he can't say anything. Mm. But he doesn't get a constant opportunity in that spot. I said uh, it to you in the chat, George. We're building a t- we're building around a player who isn't really built to be built around. Yeah, like I said, that right. isn't, we're, we're, we're building around. Like I said, a is a player who you in- incorporate into a side yeah. to play alongside a, another striker. Fortunis is more of a player where you would build the team around and have the focal point be him. Um, but we're not doing that. It's so. not only that, uh, Steve. Like, even you look at past ethnic captains, like, say no more, Karagunis, 
Here and then there's like I said, that's like, what a difference. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, in, I mean, in terms of leadership, we say yeah. leadership gets yeah. in. Zakarakis, Zakarakis, yeah. Delas, yeah. <laughs> even even Socrates, like yeah, like that. They're okay, leaders. Yeah. They're leaders. Yeah, possible. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Yeah, that's a good question because I've said it many times, like with you guys, that I think that generation, including Fortunas, because look, Fortunas is a good player, but he played against Georgia, and you know, honestly, he didn't he didn't do a lot in that game. He did a little in the beginning. You know, he had in qualifying for the last World Cup, he played in a lot of the games, and other than one game against Gilbratar, and I think one other game, he didn't really score and do much in other games. So I think even Fortunas, even though he's a talented player. He kind of falls in that same group of players that like that whole age group from like 25 yeah. to 35, like have done nothing by by themselves without Karagunas and Katsuranis. I mean, he, yeah, that, 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 that's the sad truth. I mean, one of the reasons why I'm looking forward to the younger generations because I think at least it'll be something different. And you know, they seem to fight for everything, like whether it's Alexandropoulos or Jolie's, like nothing's really handed to them, like, like the past, you know, like. You know, you have Taxidis and Fespa who were like right into the team and were expected to do a lot, and they, yeah. you know, didn't do anything. You know, and huge failures, unfortunately. Yeah. All, all that, as, as Oli said, that, that age group, that they Euro um two thousand under Euro under nineteens two thousand and twelve side. How many yeah. of them kicked on? Kim Not many. Pacasetas was there. Kurbelis is there, but they haven't really taken us to a new level. Yeah. 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 All right, we'll move on. Thanks for the question, uh, Evan. It was, uh, it, was, it was a good one there, man. It makes us think about what we're really trying to achieve. Um, Alex Kutakos, uh, this is painful for me to write, but now with Astellas having slim chances of making Europe, who do you guys think will miss out? Uh, Astellas and Ayek. Ayek. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if anything, unless we see a big reversal there. Um, the thing is, Ayek is still in the cup. Well, they might get there, yeah. But Bulk, but, I'm sure Park's gonna Park will beat us. Well, Park got pumped yeah. on the weekend too, Greg. So uh, that's why I said. Uh, trust me, said. if you watch <laughs> yeah. Park and Ayak, Park yeah. can still attack. They're they're in a better shape. Than I'm trying us. to I'm trying to find positives for you, mate. <laughs> the, the what ifs though? That's why what I said before. We have to make sure we go for third because if we get fourth and Ayak win the cup, then coming fourth means nothing. Yeah. So we have to take matters in your own hands. Yeah, no, you're probably you, – well, you're right there, man. So, um, all right, now we've got a uh, – what have we got here? Okay. Sorry, so, Nico, we'll win the cup for you guys. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't Down know what to say. <laughs> I, I don't want that, but I do want that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want Yanina. in there. Well, uh, then we've got to finish top That's the problem. Yeah, my satellite. Your satellite club. But, well, you know what that means then if they win it. All right, guys, we've got a, uh, a question from um, Leo.Kiriaku um, in Greek on Instagram. So thanks for that, Leo. Is he from? Where's he from? Um, he's from Cyprus. So uh, shout out to the Cypriots. Okay. Yati Manola Papastathopoulos den inesta sta plana tu proponiti. Yati na peso mento tzavela stopper. So, oh, well, that's in a nutshell, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's right. He, uh, <laughs> he's mixed it up a bit and made me think about that. I uh, had to read that. So, shout out, out of 10, guys, vote for my vote. Me out of, you know, it doesn't matter. Greg, um, what's the go there? To, I mean, we've spoken about this before, but 
yeah. So it goes back to what happened. Were they invited or what? Were they not invited to that last uh, ethnicity group? And yep. the, the, you know, the other thing we've seen is that they said this isn't the right time for them to join the, yeah. the team. So it's a big, it's a big grey as to what's really going on there. Um, but uh, you know, it's just what to the point that the, the question going to. We could have a much stronger ethnic gear team to what we're seeing out there on the field. Then um, we, we're not in that space we were previously when we we're actually playing good. We're playing like crap. And uh, we're not getting the results. Yeah. Apple. I'll just say that's funny to me because center back isn't our problem at all. And even though I'm not a fan of Javellis, he hasn't really been the problem. <laughs> I mean, I thought he played well. Yeah, he's been, he's done fine. You know what it is? And we, we, we spoke about this um, pretty robust discussions as well. It, he has done well. And I, I've changed my tune on him. But where this is where we're at. And this is part of the bigger problem within the ethnic gear when you know, this guy was a destructive influence and five years ago, everyone wanted to just like chase him out of Greece. And he pretty much was to a point now that we're sitting back and saying, yeah, he's actually quite good for us. And and I think that's the bigger problem that we're seeing here because a lot of these defenders um, are there because they're the last man standing. Michael. I mean, am I wrong in saying that? Like, no, you're, you're pretty much spot on, George. This yeah. is what happens when you exclude players without a cohesive um, uh, reason. And you come out after one and a half year to say that you're, that Socrates and Manolas are in the plans and you come out on TV to exclude Siovas from the setup. That's unacceptable for me if you're a coach. Yeah, and that's that's the whole thing that like uh, no one and we said I've said this a million times. No one, everyone was siding with John Van Ship when he when he made these decisions. I, I fell victim to that. I fell victim to that. I'll put my hand up and say that. I, I was, but I, the prob the I, problem was the problem was he didn't provide a cohesive reason why he did it. That's the problem. That's right. So everyone looks at the same situation with Otto Rehangel, but he was pretty sweet at the time, and he just when he kicked out the guys that he didn't want in the team, big players, he just said, "This is it. Back me or sack me. They're not part of my system, and I don't care what you think." Basically, whereas JVS has gone the etiquette way, and we don't even, you know, yeah, apostolo, yeah, yeah. yeah. I personally still don't have a problem with him letting go of Manolas and Socrates. And I still think Siovas, it was his fault. I mean, he really didn't need to get involved. But definitely, I mean, you guys are spot on because JVS has just made a mess of it since. I mean, it's, that's, that's the unfortunate part. And I think we all agreed back when he let him go. But it's it's how he's dealt with the situation that's just created so much uncertainty. Are they in? Aren't they in? Did he kick him out? Did he not kick him out? This, that. I've spoken to the players. The players say that he hasn't spoken to us. He told me that he was only going to give us a break for those few games. I haven't heard from him in two years. <sighs> just, just say it, man. Just like, that's it. They're out of my plans. I'm going to live and die by my decisions because that's essentially what he's doing. He's living and dying by the decisions that he's making. And right now, he's looking like a fool. Greg. Oh, you've yeah. said it all. There's yeah, nothing more so, to say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I don't know what to say either there. Um, now, we've got a few questions on from um, from Facebook, I believe. So, good to see that we're getting some questions in from Facebook. Um, the, obvious, the obvious question, who should replace JVS? Well, well let's There's cross, no one out there. Let, let's cross yeah, that bridge. That's the problem. But let's cross that bridge when 
when yeah, it that's happens. right, that's yeah, right. Because yes. Lemonis, Lemonis yeah. is gonna come. And... Well, you know, Big Ducky, Big Ducky didn't leave <laughs> Big himself. Ducky. You know, even though he had the team sitting on top of the ladder, he there was a lot of issues with him. And, oh and the God, way don't get me started on that. The way I mean, he coaches, you know, he's probably so. still waiting for a fifth return to Olympiagos. If I'm he's honest. still getting he's paid. Just waiting, Marty yeah, yeah, is for yeah. sure looking after his boy. All right. Um, would you include Ninis and Mitroglou back in the ethnic year or will they be a burden? I, th- uh, I know you've spoken about Mitroglou being past it, but he might offer some invaluable experience in the squad. Also, what are your thoughts on Villafanez um, wanting to play for the ethnic year? I'll answer this. Mitroglou's days are numbered. Um, I think the poor bloke can't even uh, string a match or two together now for his new club. Look, you never say never with goal scorers because they just need to start banging them in and they become machines. But I think his days of court are done. Um, Steve? I was, interestingly, I was watching a few games um, that were played. We played in Europe with Mitroglou in our team back in the day, and I, I can't believe it how good he was. I forgot how good he was back in the day. He was ridiculous. He was ridiculous. And to see him now, like, it just. Such a different player, such a different player. It's the injuries, though. The injuries and the lack of fitness and not playing for 18 months in Marseille took his, to- took his toll, I feel. Before he could come that... back for some, maybe have a renaissance, but... Nah. It before... was that injury before he signed for Fulham, when he was still at you guys. Before yeah. that, he was... Oh, he was unstoppable. Yeah. yeah. And then he had Phenomenal that fan- player. Then he had that fantastic you know, time at Benfica as well, where he was he, just... He could have... He could have made a difference in that World Cup if he was fully fit in 2014. Yeah, that's what I feel. Yeah. If we had a fully fit Mitroglou at that World Cup, we might you remember have that chance he missed against Costa Rica? Yeah. Yeah. He missed a big chance. If he's fit, he scores that. All right, Apostolo, you're, you're shaking your head, mate. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even want to think about that again. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of games that we all just like try to eliminate. Yeah. But I, actually, I watched the Aris game wondering like if, if, if he could even be considered and man, like he, he looked like he just got out of vacation. Like, like I think he only played the first half and they subbed him out. He got subbed Hermano. off. In, yeah, he got subbed off in the second but, half. But you could hardly tell he was in the game. I mean, it was it was pretty bad. I mean, the only thing he could be is like a maybe like last ten minute sub, and you know he wouldn't want to do that. So yeah. I think forget about. It. <laughs> well, they're paying him too much at Addis as well. So I think, look, I mean, Elaine's Elaine's a big Marseille fan, and and he's a Bulk fan as well, first and foremost. So you know, the, you you can hundred percent. You know, there's no bias when, or there's no whatever when he talks about Mitroglou. His career was never, his injuries were never looked after there. So, um, and he was never the the player that he's been. And with all the subsequent loan moves all over the place, I think he just needs to finish his season off here, go to Mykonos, have a nice break in the summertime, and then come back. Well, and try, you know, I've said it before, to... there is a Mykonos FC, Yorgo. He can just well, go there. You never know. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's got the tan for it. That's for sure. All right. Um, now we've got a quite a long question um, uh, from Dean Katsiris. Um So multiple questions here. So we'll try to break it all down here. Why can't we just start Yanulis and Samikas in the same time on opposite sides like Toro Cities and Yudkas in the past, or at least try Andrutos? Dean, 100% man. We, 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 yeah, I, I don't, don't know why. Don't know why he didn't at least give it a crack, especially Tsimikas on the right. I thought he would have done a job with ease um why is Bacasetas an automatic starter and why doesn't Fortunas play in the natural position we've nailed that too I think he's just basing his whole team around and he's the captain as well that's the the worst thing and he's the captain so you know take your pick is it Bacasetas or Stafilidis as your captain because (laughs) you know yeah anyway um 
Jeez, what happened here? Sorry. All right. Why take off Tsoulis? I understand he missed some chances, but at least he attacks and defends and isn't afraid to play offence. Apostolo nailed that early on. It made no sense. He, he was a shining light for us and can create something out of nothing. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, why are we consistently playing super defensive when we have the horses to play some attacking football? Dean, you're preaching, brother. <laughs> I don't know what to say to you, man. Um, and why are Mavrios Limnios playing when other guys are available who are also actually playing for their clubs? Uh, Kitsio, Funtas, Kotsiras, um, Alexandropoulos. Anthony, can you add to that or just he's spot on, man? Um, yeah. And finally, more of a statement, Alexandropoulos and Galanopoulos are the future of um, the future centre midfields of the national team. And yet he doesn't play Alexandropoulos. I get he's only 19, but come on, the kid is ready for the prime time. Why waste talent? Um, I the Greek way and wait till these guys are 28 before we play them. Apostolos laughing because he agrees with you here. If Apple was a coach, he'd have a team full of 19 and 22 year olds there, and they probably do much better. And they probably do much better as well. For uh, yeah, I was going to say those questions are all spot on, and those are all questions we've been, been talking yeah, about. Yeah, so uh, 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 so. Dean Katsidis, uh, Michael, who's on Facebook, eh, Dean? Michael. Yeah, he's on Facebook. He's Facebook. So, yeah, look, yep. Dean, spot on, man. Or oh, uh, yeah, pretty much all, all statements that we agree with. Yeah, Apple. Well, I will say, though, with Joel is because a lot of people have been trying to crack him because he's been missing chances. But the kid's been playing once or twice a week for a whole year now. And he's only 19. People forget that. Like, Yeah. Yeah, he's not. He's, he's He should be playing. There's no there's no I'm reason. Saying, that, yeah. He plays so much. I mean, I think he's worn out. I think you, you watch him. If he didn't even start against Panathinaikos, probably because he was so worn out. I mean. Yeah. yeah. He's only, but he's got the physique. He looks like a strong, young, strapping kind of guy. Doesn't look like a typical nineteen-year-old. He actually looks like a grown man. Which, which you know, sure. look. Hopefully, his career doesn't go down that Etzos path, um, where you know, wrong, wrong career move. Hopefully, he just hangs around in Greece for another season or two and sticks at a club where he's loved. And if he can produce this type of football that he's producing, um, then he's going to have the world at his feet. Guys, I think we're done. Good yep, chatting. Very good. Yep. All right, fellas. Big round next week. Big match. Uh, the derby for the 500th time this season, unfortunately, yeah. with the stupid format that we've got. But let's Bad time for, for us. Yeah. Well, it was Bad like, time. Yeah, it's too, too, too late to stay up and too early yeah. to get up. Eh? That, our game against Bulk was such a good time. Yeah. Into, into, yeah, into yeah. a public holiday as well. Yeah. That's right, and yeah, and it was a great weekend sporting-wise for you. Oh, it was awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. It all fell into place. Bravo, bravo. All right, guys, well, look, great chatting. Um, Guys, we're on all the major platforms, so please jump on. If you do listen to us on iTunes, we'd love for you to give us a five-star review just to help us uh, promote the podcast. Uh, We love all the feedback that we get. We love all the questions that we get. Long may it continue. Um, Check us out on all our social media pages, and um, have a great week, boys. Do it again. Adios. All right. Yeah. Bye bye.